Hello and welcome back to Wandering Off. This week we'll be featuring the education industry and speaking with a former Vanderbilt women's basketball player turned educator. Later we'll be tackling your frequently asked questions. Let's get started. Education covers a wide variety of categories from public to private schools, primary and secondary education, and postgraduate education. At every stage, there are tons of people working behind the scenes to help students develop the skills they need to thrive. Jobs in the education industry range from teachers and professors to administrators and education policymakers. Most of these roles require a bachelor's degree with some requiring more education like a master's or a doctorate. If you're interested in education, there are several ways to expand your experiences. You can volunteer or work as a tutor. Doing so can help you hone the skills that can make you a successful educator. Studying education in college can also help you on this path. Many programs, like Vanderbilt's, include student teaching experience at the elementary, middle, and high school levels. If you're more interested in higher education, internships and part-time jobs are also available in this field, either through university departments or student service areas. Finally, there are even opportunities to teach abroad through unique programs and fellowships. The education industry encompasses a huge spread of opportunities. You just have to explore and find out what's right for you. Next up, I'll be chatting with Nicole Jules, who will take us through her own process of working in education. Stay tuned. Nicole Jules graduated in 2006 with a psychology major. While at Vanderbilt, she was a member of the women's basketball team. She now serves as the high school dean of students at the University School of Nashville. Thanks for joining me on Wandering Off. No problem. It's, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. So you work at the University School of Nashville as a dean of students, but I'm sure you have a lot of different hats. What do all the different parts of your job entail? Well, it's a good question. <laughs> um, I have been at the school for 12 years, so in that time I've taught PE, I've worked in our library, I've coached multiple sports, um, I was a girls athletic director for nine years, and then this is my first year as dean of students. Um, I also coach middle school basketball still, and I mm. teach high school psychology. So um, I would say my day-to-day -day work deals with attendance, discipline, mm -hmm. um, and our advisory program are probably the big ones that I deal with on a daily basis. Cool. What is your advisory program? I haven't heard of it. All right. So um, I think some schools have like a homeroom, mm -hmm. and that's a version of it. What we do is um, every faculty member in our high school is assigned eight to ten kids, mm. and they're kind of their person on campus. So we talk with them through things that come up in classes, maybe some things that go up, happen at home, um, different topics that are happening in the world, um, registering for classes, yeah. kind of the day-to-day -day things. Um, conferences are also done parent-student advisor instead of a teacher. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, but many of our advisors teach their advisees, so. That's a cool system. It mm -hmm. sounds like it. you get to kind of get to know the students a little bit better because it's like a smaller group than, at least in my homeroom, it was probably like 30 students. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, so you wear a lot of different hats, from psychology teacher to basketball coach to dean of students. How do you manage to balance all the different things that you do? Um, I think it comes with practice. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say that um, being an athlete has allowed me to, over the course of my life, has taught me, I should say, to um, learn to compartmentalize things at different times. Mm -hmm. Now, while time will get short, it also helps you really focus in when you need to be focusing on that thing that's right in front of you. Mm, that makes sense. 
Um, so I want to go back a little bit. You mm-hmm. mentioned that you were a student athlete for a long time mm-hmm. to your time at Vanderbilt. When you were a student here, what types of things did you do that you think prepared you for your career path? Well, I will say I'm a firm believer, and clearly because I still coach, that um, sports is a kind of a microcosm of life. And so mm-hmm. you learn to deal with adversity. You learn to deal with time crunches. You learn to deal with a lot of things through that sport. Mm-hmm. And so I think in my time at Vanderbilt, um, I was able to, one, meet a ton of people that helped me broaden how I viewed the world, mm-hmm. um, which has made me a better educator. Yeah, It definitely. also has allowed me to... Um, really just push myself in ways that I was not aware of Mm -hmm. um, growing up. And so being away from home (laughs) and the safety net of home allowed me to um, really focus on the things I was interested in, but it also allowed me to be open to things that I would never have thought I'd be interested in. Right. That's awesome. And did you envision yourself being where you are right now when you were a student here? No. <laughs> when I graduated from high school, I thought for sure that I was going to major in biology, mm-hmm. become an orthopedic surgeon, and specialize in knees and shoulders. Oh, yeah. They're <laughs> different. Exactly what I thought. And then just over my time of deciding between psychology and biology, and then I went to grad school right after I graduated from mm-hmm. Vanderbilt. And while I was in grad school, started working at USN. That's why I've been there for so long. Yeah. And so, um, I learned that your natural skills always come out and you end up on the path to doing what you need to do. Mm, that's cool. That's really cool that it just like worked out for you mm-hmm. and you didn't expect it. At I definitely all. came into school thinking I was going to do this and do this. And it's been good being open to mm-hmm. seeing different things um, because I've learned, like you said, my strengths came out mm-hmm. that I really um, now I want to pursue. So. As an educator, I know education is always like a hot button topic Mm -hmm. in our world. So I wanted to know, what are some issues that are really important to you? Um, I think student voice is important. And (laughs) I'm not saying that because of the climate of our society right now. Mm -hmm. I just think that the earlier we teach students to advocate for themselves Mm -hmm. and to take ownership of their learning, the more fulfilling it will be for them sooner. I think sometimes we get into this set of they have to know these skills. Most of the skills that you learn kindergarten through 12th grade, most of the, I won't say skills, most of the content you learn mm-hmm. kindergarten through 12th grade, you're not going to use after you graduate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so think, really thinking about what it is that kids really need to know mm-hmm. and learning for the sake of learning versus learning for content yeah. is, is a big thing to me. Um, also and this goes to my psychology background, um, I think it's important for kids to be emotionally intelligent and recognize what's going on with the people around them. You have to work with people. We are social. Your whole life. Uh, yeah. Your whole life. And so I think with the screen time, kids have not learned how to navigate hard conversations, mm-hmm. um, haven't learned how to... Um, sit in discomfort in a way that you grow from. And so um, those are things that I really stress with kids um, because my day literally is having hard conversations with kids all the time. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think, and parents. And so I think it's important that we recognize those skills are needed for life. 
Yeah, that's important. It's good to think about, I think, even in college. Mm-hmm. Like, we forget about these things. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so I just want to wrap up um, mm-hmm. and ask you, what advice do you have for students looking to be where you are today? Wow. Um, <laughs> I would say, one, and you said this earlier, being open. Mm-hmm. I think it's really easy to, um, especially in a better school like Vanderbilt, it's really easy to come in with the, I'm going to be this mm-hmm. and have your plan all the way laid out, whether it was your plan because you want your parents to approve of it, whether it was their plan for your life. Right. Um, I think coming in to your own and taking some, some risks, um, calculated risks, but taking some risks and trying things that you would never normally try. And I right. think that's the key to ending up wherever you want to be. Also, relationships. Mm-hmm. It's key. I ended up at USN because of a relationship with someone else. Gotcha. And um, that turned into me being there part time to me being full time to now being an administrator. And so I think that's the key is making sure that don't burn bridges and you're open to other possibilities. That's awesome. That's really great advice. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for chatting with me. Yeah, I enjoyed (laughs) listening to you. Thanks. Here's today's frequently asked question. I've heard a lot of people say that I need to know what's going on in my industry. I know it's important, but how can I do that? Being knowledgeable about your industry can help show that you're passionate in a job or interview. Not only that, but the more you know about your industry, the better you can identify trends and make impactful decisions about your work. There are a lot of resources out there you can use. Here are a few different options. First, you can sign up for email newsletters of companies you're interested in. They tend to provide information not only on their company, but on occurrences in the industry. Most general information websites also have newsletters you can subscribe to. Think of websites like Investopedia for finance, AdAge for advertising and marketing, Fast Company for innovation, and The Skim or other weekly news recaps for news, just to name a few. Another option is podcasts. Podcasts continue to rise in popularity, and there are podcasts covering loads of different topics. You can find out more about your area of interest by listening to themed podcasts and hearing from special guests. You can also join LinkedIn groups for certain topics. A cursory search for education, public transportation, or whatever you're interested in can bring you to a group of like-minded individuals where you can learn, debate, and make connections. Similarly to these online groups, you can also join professional organizations. Most organizations generally allow students to join at a reduced cost or completely free. These professional organizations hold monthly meetings focused on networking and further education. They often sponsor well-known speakers in the industry so you can hear firsthand about what's happening in the industry that you're interested in. These are a great way to learn more while making positive connections. There are so many ways to keep in touch with your industry of interest. It's all a matter of starting somewhere, and along the way, you'll learn more information as you explore. That's it for this week's episode. Our theme music is by Silas Dean. Remember, life after college isn't always what it seems. We'll get through it together.